How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Are you doing voice exercises? I don't enunciate, and I think you can tell that. So I'm just <laughs> making sure that I don't sound like a caveman, um, or at least give you less things to worry about when you're editing to make me sound less of a caveman. So that's good. Chris said uh, I should edit in more mistakes to make you sound worse. Oh, you won't need to. It's going to be fine. Uh, Chris has nothing to worry about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And my name is Nikolai, a.k.a. The Hated One, a.k.a. Big Sexy The Headshotter, a.k.a. Better Than a Grapefruit, a.k.a. The Third Dad, a.k.a. From Ukraine With Love, The Reigning, Defending, Undisputed Father of the Year winner in 2018, 2019, and 2020, Critic. So I already can tell that this was a bad idea, but we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, Nikolai? I am doing great, Mike. How are you? Good, good. So this is a first. This is this is the first time we've done the show with someone that's filling in that is not one of our wives. This is actually another dad. You're a dad. You're a dad of, of two boys. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your dadly experience? Awesome. Thanks, Mike. And you know what? I just want to make sure I wasn't too heavy on the AKAs. I just have a lot of names I go by. And I noticed. I'm, yeah. No, I, I cut it down. I cut it down, actually. I didn't want yourself or Chris to feel bad that you guys don't have as many cool names like me. So ultimately, my name is Nikolai. It's really nice to be here. And I, you know, jokes aside, I am a spicy character who likes uh, to joke around a little bit. But I do have two sons. I have a, a three-year-old boy named Leo and a almost one-year-old named Jeremy. Wonderful. Now, when I originally talked to you about doing this, you assured me that you had a good microphone to record with. This is true. What happened? I ordered it. It came in. Everything was working well. And unfortunately, my son attacked me during a conference call with a lightsaber. <laughs> and I take it he, he missed or he, he, he just hit the microphone. Was he going for the microphone or was he going for you? No, no. It was the second slash. The first slash hit me in the head directly in the back of my head. I, I don't know why I showed you that because no one else can see me. Uh, and then the second slash came more of like an axe-like motion onto mm -hmm. my desk, knocking my microphone away, smashing it onto the ground, in which I then had to reach out to warranty and get it replaced. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, hey, it, it's, it's a funny story. Thus, I wanted you to, to bring that one up. It unfortunately is not a one-off. Uh, I want to <laughs> just throw that out there. Uh, my son does enjoy his lightsabers and likes to attack me with them on occasion and almost a daily basis at this point now. So, so, so this is this is your older son, obviously. I assume your yes. one-year-old is not coming at you with lightsabers yet. No, he's usually in the behind me laughing at me as I'm getting attacked. Right. He has a great sense of humor, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's good. It's a good start. So you say the lightsaber attacks happen often, but does the destruction happen often? You know what? Chris talks about Ben. And I, I you know what? I've, I've come to like really, really kind of connect with Chris about the stories of Ben that I've heard. You feel like a kindred spirit. I do. I do. Because Leo is also a 98th percentile child. He is 50 pounds. He is four feet tall, and he is a monster with an attitude that just cannot be stopped. So when he gets on the roll with the lightsaber, I usually tend to hide and just kind of run away. Taking those conference calls from the closet, are we? There's occasions that I have blankets over my head, hoping that he won't see me. I'm, I live a fearful life, and I feel like Chris is going to have that as he moves forward with two children. Yes. Speaking of which, that's the whole reason you're here is because today is the day. It's the day that they added an extra member to the Blonsky family. Today was the day of the second son being born. And I have an update on that. Thankfully, I wanted to make sure that I, I, I did get that information. And sure enough, scheduled C-section, everything went as planned. 
Wesley Michael Blonsky was born this morning at nine pounds, 11 ounces, and both baby and mom are resting comfortably currently. And I've seen photos of that baby. And if you had told me that there were photos of Ben when he was born, I would have believed you because this baby is a freaking clone. I, I, I don't think that he just got Tiff pregnant. I think that he somehow has discovered the cloning process and he's passing it off as a second child being born. And then I assume that this was his plan all along. He's he's taking his podcast money and running with his cloning babies. And and this is the end. And you're, you're now my new co-host. So my question is, there's money involved? No. Like, oh, okay. I, I didn't know because then I felt really bad because I didn't practice enough then if there was actual like a transaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the amount of money that has passed to the production of the show, I believe, is in the negatives at this point because we have to keep the website up and running and we have no sources of revenue. But I will say that we've raised some money for charity and I feel like in the end, that, that makes me feel better. It's, That's it's, great. Yeah. You guys did not invest in X-Men number ones. No. When it was low. No. And now it's high. did not. Oh. GameSpot stock, you guys get in that one too? Did you get on that as well? I may have gone a little bit on that, but not nearly as crazy as some of the others. But I think there is some potential... Well, God, what the, what, uh, the charity that you guys, you gentlemen take care of will be taken care of this year, I think. a little Extra bit life more. and... Uh, Extra and life. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> Delete that immediately. No, uh, uh, your Extra Life charity donation from me will be slightly more than it was last year because last year was zero because of your refusal for Death Stranding. I didn't own a copy of Death Stranding. I offered you mine pro bono. You said you it. would drive it down. Uh, deliver it, yes. Yeah. And As then, if I was living the life. Again, I, needed to get, I needed to get the jacket so I would make it a realistic experience. I now have the jacket. I'm ready to walk to your house and deliver you the package. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to join me at the new house then, I suppose, <laughs> once that happens. But- We'll see what we can do about getting some Death Stranding played on Extra Life this year. But I feel like there's a lot of inside jokes in this conversation already. We're going off the rails. But congratulations to Chris and Tiff and Ben. You're now a big brother. And I, I wonder what it's going to be like. Because I know I, I'm the younger brother. I never had the big brother experience. All I have to go on is that when I was born, my mom told me, that my brother, the first time he saw me when I came home from the hospital, said, Mommy, where did that come from? And <laughs> she said, he came from the hospital. And he said, can you take it back? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Brotherly um, love. Brotherly love. So hopefully he has a bit of a bitter experience <laughs> than that. Normally, the show, we started off with Chris telling me what's new in the life of Ben. And obviously, Chris is not here. And you're here. But we don't know your kids. So rather than fill the entirety of this episode with you explaining your kids' lives up till now, can you give some fatherly advice as the father of two boys to Chris and, and just, you know, get him ready for what he's in for? Because I feel like it's it's an in for thing. It's not. Yeah, you're, you're nodding your head here. This is. <laughs> not a ride to be taken lightly, I suppose. No. And you know what? First thing I'm going to say, congratulations, right? I, I don't think I've ever met Chris or Tiff, but I feel like through this podcast, I've been able to experience the journey of fatherhood and, and, and their, their family growing throughout the years. My family grew last year. As I mentioned, we're only, my second son is almost a year old now at this point. And I won't lie to you, Chris should pack up and run as fast as he can. Um, <laughs> things change, things, and, and I'm joking. I, I think really, realistically, there, things do change. Things that were working when you had one child where you were able to kind of have your alone time or, you know, share the responsibility, that kind of goes out the window. You now become into, and to borrow a football term, and I know this isn't a sports podcast, but you're on man-on-man -on -man coverage now. So realistically, you have... Who's taking care of one and someone else is taking care of the other. And you may switch at some point. Sometimes you might get the odd bathroom break where you don't have to have somebody with you. But you're really into the thick of things when you have two. 
my situation is a little bit different. My family's far away. So realistically, it's only myself and my wife to can kind of take care of two children. So I think I don't have the reprieve of grandma and grandpa kind of swooping in and saving me for a couple hours, unfortunately. But that's my one thing is it's man on man. Things are going to change, but things are going to change for the better. I think my one, my only thing I would say to Chris is make sure you take in the experience. And I think the first time you first time you're like, oh wow, look at he's like he's walking, he's talking, and, and all those other key milestones. I think those milestones are even more amplified when you have a second child because you have your first child also watching your second child. And there's things that even today where Leo saw Jeremy crawl, he, he's crawling a little bit now at this point. He's like, look, Jeremy's crawling, Jeremy's crawling, Jeremy's crawling. And he was so excited because he gave him the opportunity to say like, I'm going to play with him and I can play with him a little bit else, something else. So he runs and grabs a ball and he starts playing, they start playing ball together. It's those, those moments together where they're, they're actually communicating with themselves is, is probably the most uh, treasured moments that I've seen as a, a dad of two children. I think the only other thing is takes make sure you make some time for yourself. Mike, you were commenting already about me drinking something and I was like, this is my fifth coffee of the day because if I don't drink it, I'm going to die. It is legitimately a thing. I am tired a lot, but ultimately I think it's it's fine. I'll get over it. I don't sleep anyway. Wow, that's good. Good of good advice, right? Yeah, that was actually way better than I expected. There, <laughs> Mike, I am a professional, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty sound advice. And I mean, the moment you said today was like, man, that's something to be proud of. Was watching them them play together. Is there some a moment like that that you have? It's like, oh yeah, this one was the moment that was. Or was it the moment that you just mentioned and I'm just being stupid? No, no. There's There's been a lot of moments. I think there's been a lot of moments through the little things. And, and it's little things of more along the lines of seeing the baby from my son's eyes. Right. And I think seeing his reactions have really kind of elevated the experience. And that's not to say I don't love my second son. I love my second son. And I truthfully will say it more than my first one because he doesn't hit me with a lightsaber. But realistically, <laughs> like, like there's been those moments. I'm thinking of the time when I, when my wife, we gave birth and we're coming from back from the hospital. And this was last year during the peak of COVID. So no one really knew what was going on. My wife went into labor. She was brought in to the hospital. She had to go in by herself, right? Because that was at the time they didn't know what was going on. So she was in there by herself. They finally were able to let me in. I was in there for maybe about an hour and my son was born. I then left. She was there the rest of the night by herself. The next morning she was released because it was very quick because of COVID. They want to get everybody in and out as fast as we could. And I saw, I went to my oldest and I was like, you know what? We're going to go pick up mom and your brother. And he's like, I have a brother. And I'm like, yeah. And he ran to the door in the, of the condo at that time. And I was just like, this is fantastic, right? It's like, as, as excited I am to see him or bring him home, like my, like Leo's just as excited. So it's really like those moments are the, the most precious ones, I think. That sounds great. Now I have a question and this is building, this is building into more my experiences rather than Chris's experience. How was moving to a new place with a young child? It was actually really, really great. It actually went smoother than I had anticipated. Like, obviously, you have regressions when you start doing major adjustments, right? So things like uh, his napping pattern changed tremendously to the point where he didn't nap in the house at all for the last year that we've been here up until last week where he started taking a nap in his bed. Like, he just didn't want to nap anymore. Uh, now, that's twofold. That's one, because he was older, but it also is because he just refused to sleep in his room during the day. And it was just because he was like, this isn't where I normally slept. And this is, I'm not comfortable here. And at, But at nighttime, out like a light. It was just napping became something he just refused to do here in the house. And I know it's here in the house because if I took him for a ride in the car, out cold. If we were at my my parents' house, out cold on the couch. Like he's out cold everywhere else but his room for a nap. So that was the one thing. But other than that, he was always excited. We made sure that we had he had a, he got his own room at that point. He was able to kind of fill it with his toys and and all those other pieces. We were coming from a condo, so we didn't have a backyard. So we made sure that we had things for him to do in the backyard and those kind of pieces really kind of allowed for uh, him to be really be excited about his, uh, his new house. 
I think, Mike, your situation is a little bit different. I know you have a house. I know you have all those pieces already. You're going to have to find the carrot on the stick. <laughs> well, we, we have. We have a few carrots on a stick. The, the reason I asked specifically is because today we actually introduced William to the new house. We took him for the very first time. And we bought the house. I mean, you're familiar with yourself with how buying a house in the time of COVID was. And it was like, oh, good. I got to see this house for like 10 minutes. And then I had to decide if I wanted to buy the house on 10 minutes of looking at the house. And so when we were going back today, because we actually got to go see the house and we sent through a painter and flooring guy because we're doing some renos to what is actually already there at the house. We brought William with us. It was funny because we were on our way there and I'm just like, I, I went to this house for like half an hour two months ago. I haven't been there since I saw the house. I bought the house without seeing it again. Do I even like this house? <laughs> you know, like I had this whole worry when I was going to see the house and be like, this isn't the house I remember, uh, <laughs> you know, and so what ended up happening is we, we it, it was like it was great. Like we were all happy to be there. We did we did our measurements and everything. But the real thing was, is while Laura was there and she was, you know, making sure that the painters got the information they needed and the floor guy got the information they needed. I was on. Hey, William, look at this. And then he was off to the races like he as soon as he was in that house, he was all over that house. It actually took me. 20 minutes to get because the first thing he wanted to do is go up the stairs because as soon as you enter the house there's stairs so he wanted to go up the stairs it took me 20 minutes to get him to come downstairs did he was he claim was he claiming his own room was he like no, this is my he, room he did he didn't know like what was going on we were just like hits the, we were like this is the new house and he's like new house and you know so he's <laughs> going around and we we brought him to the room that's going to be his room and we're like this is going to be your room and he's and he loved it because it was blue and like all the rest of the house is like uh, like a brown color. That's why we're painting. It's like it's builder's beige, which is the 2006 default that everybody has. So we we showed him that we showed him the room and he loved it. And he was like, it was very hard because obviously the family that still lives there is still there. And they're in the process of packing. We actually met the family. They were there at the door to let us in. And we found out they're moving to Texas. I, I mean, I'm only moving up the street and I'm like, this is a shit show. I don't want to move to Texas. But he, as soon as we got there and he saw the room, he was like, I'm going to play with all these toys. And I'm like, no, no, don't, <laughs> don't play with these toys. These are not your toys to play with. And it was funny because when we saw the house, the, the, the thing that to Laura was like, this is our house. Like we've stopped the search. We found our house was the little blue boys room had a big W up in the wall. And she's like, that's, that's it. This is the room. This is William's room. That's the sign. That's the sign. Yeah. And sure enough, we found out while talking to the current owners of the house that the little boy who currently has that room is also named William. And she said that she's like, I feel really bad because we took the W. <laughs> oh. I mean, at the same time, we're like, it's your W. Like, yeah. it's fine. It was it was just the sign that, that it, it, this was the house for us. But she was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad taking it, knowing that he's a William, too, and, and everything. It was very sweet. But yeah, he was running back and forth between all of the rooms. Like it was really funny because there's a lot of things in the house that we don't have here that there's going to be in the new house. Perfect example, there's an ensuite bathroom, which Laura it was one of the big selling points for Laura was that it has an ensuite bathroom and that it has a soaking tub. And to William, he sees this for the first time and he's like, big sink. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not a it's not a big sink. It's 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 a bathtub. And he's like, oh, big sink tub. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll get it there. We'll get you there. But yeah, because he'd never seen anything like it. Like his bathtub doesn't have those kind of faucets or anything like that. So he just, he thought it was just a big sink, which is, <laughs> which is really funny. And then I couldn't get him to go downstairs. And I was like, there's more house. Like you have to, you're missing like two thirds of the house here, buddy. He just cared about the, the top floor. And then, so I, I brought him downstairs and, and into the basement and, his favorite thing about the basement was that the daughter in the house does gymnastics. So there were blue floor mats out. So he was just running and like jumping on the floor mats. And I'm like, <laughs> don't go on the floor mats. These are, this isn't our house. We can't play with these things right now. So I guess, I guess that's something I have to invest in is, is floor mats. 
because he seemed to be having a really great time with the floor mats. And then we brought him to the middle floor, which didn't really have anything super interesting for him. I was like, hey, look at the kitchen. The other thing about this one is because obviously we get all the appliances that come with it. The This house has a gas stove and our current one has an electric stove. And I mean, that's fine. Like, I don't mind about that. But the big difference is is on the electric stove, the dials and buttons are very high up. And on the gas stove, they are right on the front, well within the reach of a small child. And he was like, oh, I'll just turn all of these. And I'm like, no, 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 no you will not. <laughs> so, so that was fun. He did enjoy running around because there's like a little, not an island, but there's like a, a joining wall between the kitchen and the living room. And he just kept running around that. And then, and then we found the piece de resistance the garage <laughs> <laughs> he he really liked the garage because I, I don't know what it is but as of late william has got really gotten into garbage cans <laughs> and and this house had garbage cans in the garage so he just kept wanting to go back into the garage and he's like blue bins green bins and i'm like no buddy we don't need to touch other people's garbage cans <laughs> like it's okay but yeah, we were there for an hour. I spent almost the entire time just kind of watching him as he ran around and took the whole place in for the first time. And and it was great. There was a cold storage room at the front of the house in the basement. And he wanted to just sit in there in the dark. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's just hang out in the cold storage room in the dark while everyone else is running around the house doing things. But yeah, he, it's, he seemed pretty happy. The only The only snag was at about just before we hit the hour mark in the house, because we only had an hour to be in the house. Just before we hit the hour mark, he was like, new house all done. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're already over this. Fun times, fun times. So, so Mike, you were there for about an hour, you said, and you, you said when you made the decision that you really only had about five, 10 minutes in the time. Uh, did you, while your time was there for a little bit longer now for that hour, and I know you've already signed the papers and it's your house, but did you feel like you made that right choice? Yeah, it was definitely like looking at it and being like, now this is mine. Like, I know that things that I, I, I want to do with this house. I will say, though, that the basement, which I've established already on the show, is going to be my area to do whatever I want. I am having so much anxiety about what I want to do down there because it's like I can do whatever I want what do I do? You know, like there's, there's so much that I could do and do I, you know, rein it in or, you know, like it's, it's obviously I won't be able to do it all at once, but it, it's, it's nice to look at things and be able to be like, Oh, okay. I can do this with it because this is my, it's, it's not like that moment when you're shopping for a house and you're like, wouldn't it be nice to do this? Mm -hmm. You just go, I can do this. So, so, are you looking at a full bat cave like element where it's going to have like paper mache rocks and screens everywhere and you're able to come down and then like record your podcasts, play your video games and kind of really just don the Dark Knight's cape? I feel that's a little too far. Too far. Too far. Rain it back to like X-Mansion style and a less of I fake rocks. <laughs> Ooh, that is that is a nice style. I think that's a that's a great style. And you know, like I think that that's an interesting point though. You you've kind of made as well is like when you buy a house and you're in there and you're like, oh, when you're looking at houses, you're like, oh, this could be nice. But when you're here and it's yours and you're moved in, you can say like, you know what, I'm doing blank and this is what we're gonna do. And I kind of think back to my one project and. I know we kind of joked about it earlier and, and before was my one project that my passion project for myself even was a wine room. And it's not a big room. It's a small room. It goes untouched. So my one thing that I want to say to you is make sure you get your basement done right away and don't let anybody yeah. stop you. <laughs> well, the one thing that I've thought about, and this is the one thing that's hilarious that it's also hitting a big stop gap for me too, is I'm, I'm going to be working in the basement as well as like it's the fun zone you know like my consoles will be set up my tv will be set up but also where i'm going to be working will be set up as well and i'm trying to make it so that if i were to set up like the podcast stuff as well as my work stuff because i work from home forever i want it to all be in the same area and because i'm going to be doing my podcasting stuff there the basement is a much more open area than than even this room like this area this room is it's fairly open, but it's still a closed space. So I can control the audio flow on a normal day. 
when you know half of my stuff isn't packed away it's it's easy to to make small changes to to make the room sound better well now i'm going to have this enormous room where i have to to make those kind of thoughts and what i've i've looked into is there's a, a company that they make sound dampening material and basically you put like a design on your wall that is panels that are designed to to dampen the the echo of the room and they actually will do images like you give them an image and they'll print it across and i'm like oh this would be beautiful like i could just take you know a couple posters of something that i really like get them to take that image and then put those in these sound dampening panels and then i could have what you know appears like you go into a, the quote unquote man cave and there's like oh it's my favorite movie posters up or something like that but also have them be practical so that's something that I'm thinking, but it just sort of like snapped on me that I'm like, but what would those pictures be? You know, you know, mm. like that's, that's where the crippling anxiety comes in. Cause, cause those things aren't going to be cheap and it will be, do I, do I pick, do I pick ones that are gaming focused or do I pick ones that are movie focused? Like I thought of a three panel setup that is my three favorite films, but I can't find posters that match like the same sort of theme between the three movies where it'll look nice together so it's kind of like you know because you see see people who have like posters on the walls and it's like the three star wars the first three star wars movies right and all of those posters all match you know it looks beautiful but you know my three favorite movies are not the first three star wars movies so it doesn't exactly match the theme between the three of them so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm debating. I might get one because, you know, every so often you see that thing where it's like one image, but it's broken into three panels, like a big landscape broken yep. across. So I'm debating about doing that with what, but with one image, but, but what image, you know? So these, these are the things that keep me up all night long. So you're unable to, I, I think I know the three movies that you would select, or at least with okay. one of them, at least one of them, because I also have that poster up in my man cave back mm-hmm. behind me over here which is the jurassic park poster right yes. and i understand the jurassic park poster is one that is very different right it's black and it has like that logo it's the i have the the teaser one so it's the orange and green backing or and those kind of pieces so i don't know what the other two were but i can see the stark differences between the two or the three would be because you have all black where do you go with the monochromatic form after that so interesting yeah like i mean per, i'll give you i'll give you aliens aliens is the yeah. second one that's black as well and depending on depending on the poster though like because there's the one where it's just it's ripley standing there with new mm. but then there's like other posters like because there's a, that's the that's the thing i'm considering too is there's a lot of people who have done like themed posters like they've done like fan created posters that they do sell like i don't know if you ever heard of mondo tees mondo tees is a an amazing website they do all sorts of movie memorabilia I, I've gotten a lot of my vinyl soundtracks from them, but they do s- tons of posters that are very stylized posters. And they've done Jurassic Park and they've done Aliens. And the other one is RoboCop. And they've done things like that for RoboCop. So it's just finding what matches between the three if if that's the route I'm going to go on. I mean, also, it's also going to be very gaming focused. Do I just put, you know, like PlayStation symbols up or do I pick? Because right now in the room that I'm in, you can see in the image like in the video there's a, a poster here it's it's from it's a yoji shinkawa metal gear painting like uh, but the funny thing is it's not actually a painting it's i made a bunch of their models there's like metal gear models and the covers the box the front box covers are his paintings and i'm like well i'm never going to own like one of his really nice paintings so i literally cut the front of these boxes off and i framed them and they're like these beautiful paintings like people i've talked to who have seen them and they're like these are gorgeous and i'm like those are the covers of model kits yeah. <laughs> framed and on the wall but like what i do those as as the, the acoustic boards like the one that i have here that you can't see because this is an audio podcast is metal gear salahanthropus from metal gear solid 5 and this is the box version that has all of this stuff on it like I can see here that it says that this is a choking hazard for young children in this part part of the of the picture. But I've actually found the original art without any of the logos on it. So I could, in theory, do that as one of my acoustic panels and just basically reuse the same art to make something new. But it's kind of have the same feeling as the original. You know, it's, 
there's a lot of options, a lot of options. And we've been talking about this way longer than I thought. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think it just goes like you're passionate about you're an audiophile. And I know this because you've already given me shit about my microphone, which is yes. horrible at this moment. <laughs> and I get it. So like, I totally understand like that. That's something that's important to you. And, and obviously you spend time talking about it. I think the one topic you kind of mentioned was those Mondo posters. Have you tried to buy a secondary or secondhand Mondo poster? The scalpers run wild on those posters. I would only just caution you and be careful. Don't go too deep because they're not worth it. I've definitely thought of like I, I, there's a the vinyl. The, some of the vinyl has shown up in my in my local area on Facebook Marketplace, and it's like, oh, I would, I would love the Castlevania Symphony of the Night soundtrack on vinyl. But do I want to pay that much for it? Because yeah. I mean, it's not it's not in print anymore. Like that's the thing. I have the the reprint version of the Last of Us soundtrack. They redid it as as two separate vinyls. They originally did a four vinyl single pack, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that they did that. I wonder how much it's. Oh, it's hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Oh, hun- hundreds of dollars. Okay. Well, I guess I won't buy that. And then sure enough, they did a re-release of it, and I'm like, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> like I got, I grabbed those. I, I forget how many. I have a few Mondo because I, I don't just have gaming soundtracks with them. I have a few uh, movie soundtracks as well. Aliens is one of the soundtracks I have. Is there's that one I actually ended up having to buy secondhand. I bought it off eBay because it's been long out of print. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean about the secondhand market on that kind of stuff. It's it's crippling. It's crippling sometimes if you wanted something that you want specifically and you miss that window. It's 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 insane. And I I know, and I'm going to go off topic, and I, I know that, but I know that you've kind of talked about your hatred towards scalpers in previous episodes and and those kind of pieces. Um, so I don't I don't think we need to go into it. I just know that I sell and but re- buy and resell Pokemon cards for profit, and I have no problems crushing small children's dreams about it. So. <laughs> you monster but <laughs> charizards bring a premium let me throw that out there okay i i, I don't <laughs> doubt it i don't doubt it i you know what i have my wife has uh god she's got uh, two binders i think of pokemon cards she used to she went through a uh i, I don't want to say a phase but it kind of feels like it was a phase because she stopped doing it <laughs> a few years ago where where she was all back into pokemon cards and it was really funny because she wanted she actually wanted to play the game she wasn't just collecting the cards. She's like, I want to play the game. And she's like, I have no one to play the game with. So that's probably why the phase ended because she tried to teach me. And I was like, I have no interest in playing this. And so she, the only person she had to play was me. So I don't know. I don't know if we have anything that's rare, but we, we just kind of have a whole bunch of Pokemon cards sitting there. That's fine. So, no, that's yeah. funny because it's, it's scalpers went crazy. One one big streamer pushes something out of a, a Pokemon pack opening, and then everybody wants to be the next pack opener, and they're just cleaning out shelves now at this point. So it's crazy. It sounds crazy. It it's crazy. Does. But hey, you know what else is crazy? News. Because that's something that we're supposed to do on this podcast. We don't have to. We don't have to. But it's something that does come up. Yeah, there's some big news today, right? There is some big news, and it's kind of funny because it is a th- there's a lot going on that is follow ups to stuff that we've talked about in the past on this show. So it'd be nice to get an interesting new take on it because some of the stuff, you know, when when I talk about the same story three weeks in a row, you don't do you get that much of a differing opinion? No, you get Chris's opinion is the same, and my opinion is the same after three weeks. But you know, having some fresh blood in some of these conversations might make things a little more interesting but one thing that i want us to talk about is going on right now but i didn't want to bring it up on this episode is the apple Fortnite, the epic case is happening and it's happening right now the first day of the trial was today by the time this episode airs they'll have been doing it for almost a week so i didn't want to just go over it and be like one day's worth of information. And it's like, oh yeah, way more came out since then. And you sound stupid. So that we're going to push till next week to talk about. But something else that we talked about in the past was Discord and how Microsoft was looking to purchase Discord. And we didn't at the time, we didn't have any more information other than Microsoft is looking at purchasing Discord. We had our conversation about it 
Chris thought that it would be better if they bought, if Microsoft did buy Discord. And what ended up happening, we actually didn't talk about this on the show, is Discord decided to not partner with Microsoft. They decided to not go the buyout option and they decided to take the company public. And interestingly enough, today the announcement came out that Discord is partnering with PlayStation. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So PlayStation has bought a minority stock in Discord. And there's, there's not a ton of details at the moment, but basically the president of Sony right now, Jim Ryan, who we talked about on last week's episode or the episode before, I can't remember. He came out and he wrote a, he wrote a, a post and it's basically that they're going to start integrating Discord into the, the PlayStation platform. Now, there aren't any details on, on what that entails at this moment. But the speculation is starting to run wild on what that could be. And it has gone from as something as boring as, oh, I'm on my PlayStation. You can see what game I'm playing on Discord to like full Discord integration into PlayStation apps, place, you know, onto the, the system itself. You could do your Discord chats on the console, that kind of stuff. So it remains to be seen what we're actually going to get. But the possibilities for fans of Discord are pretty enticing, I got to say. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's a a fantastic move by PlayStation, right? They've been doing some small things in the background. And I know in historical podcasts, uh, the the episodes of this, um, um, Chris really likes to blow the Microsoft is doing everything awesome horn. Is Is that right? Yeah, the horn. That's what I'm talking about. He's tooting the horn of Microsoft. When you said blow, I was like, where is this going? (laughs) Yeah, it was going to a dark path. I stopped myself. PG-13 podcast. Yeah, I I stopped myself on that one. So, um, But no, I I understand like uh, the the sentimentality around Microsoft uh, really being a positive thing. It's for the gamers. Um, I know uh, there was a lot of conversations about backwards compatibility and um, all the big library that uh, Game Pass is going to provide. And I think... PlayStation has quietly been working in the background. And I think it goes to show you that I'm a giant PlayStation proponent. I've been there from PlayStation 1 launch, and I've had a launch edition console since then. and been lucky enough to do that. So obviously take that with a grain of salt. I'm a Sony pony, and I'm not going to cover it up. But I think them going forth and saying, you know what, we're going to make that deal with Discord. And you know what, I think owning that minority stock keeps it in a space that it's going to keep it for all the gamers, right? And I and I think it's the first time that you can actually see that Sony is pivoting a little bit to a gamer focus versus that I'm going to do it for all the money pieces. I love it. I have a PlayStation 5. The chat process and, and parties in PlayStation 5 is horrendous. So this is just going to give that opportunity to make it that much better. Um, and I know, Mike, you and I tried to using it a couple months ago. It was difficult to use. I still don't know how to exit my voice chat in a party on a PlayStation 5 faster than opening up the menu, finding it, opening up the party, then clicking it out, then clicking close. That's a long process. So there's there's pieces where I'm like, okay, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. And now I finally got off. Like there, yeah. there is like a massive uh, yeah. gap where you're just like, what is going on here? So I think this, the integration with discords are going to actually be positive. What do you think, Mike? No, I agree. And this is something that I think I said at the time too, is that actually integrating discord into the console. And I think it, I, I said at the time, whether it was Microsoft or PlayStation, somebody needed to do it. Is that that's the, that's what you want it is is if you know that somebody is the best at what they're doing, give it to them. I gave the example at the time that Ustream was the streaming service of choice on PlayStation 4 when it started. Well, when Ustream went up the creek and Twitch became the go-to streaming service, they pivoted and they incorporated Twitch into PlayStation's ecosystem. And I felt that that's what they needed to do here because I agree with you. The PlayStation chat is terrible. Oh, it's so bad. And it wasn't as bad. They changed it and it got worse. And I I feel like having it done through Discord would be great for especially people who do cross-platform because I've I've heard from people who do use the console chat and and they're playing cross-platform 
in certain games, it drops the chat on loading screens. And that's not something that you need to worry about on Discord. And I also like it because it gives me an excuse to use my Discord more because <laughs> I have Discord and I only use it for like three things. And one of them is talking to Chris on extra live streams. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it, it's I, I would I, I think it would I would welcome the chance to use it more because I know just in the few times I've used Discord, it's a pretty robust application. And I feel like some of the, the things that are in it would be better in 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 the playstation like i'm trying to think of a great example you can screen share from your pc into discord could you do the same with your playstation into discord that would be great maybe play a game with your friend who's on the computer you got your crossplay friend and you're like oh well my friend plays pc i'm going to stream my game into the discord and then he can see what i'm doing and we can you know figure out what we're doing in Rocket League better or, or or Fortnite or something like that. Like that would be a great tool for people who maybe even doing competitive gaming, you know, like you can keep a track of what your team members are doing while you're also still playing yourself. Like there's some great possibilities on what you could do with Discord integration into the system. And I'm excited to see what it is, unless it's just that my friends can see what I'm playing and then it's useless. Yeah. And, but the way they've worded some of the, there was two different press releases that went out, right? There was the Jim Ryan one from Jim Ryan and I think PlayStation blog, but there was a different one that came from discord itself. Right. And I think the discord, the one from discord really talked about more of the integration type uh, opportunities that they were looking at doing um, and how they're going to be working together where I think the Jim Ryan one was just kind of like calling out saying, yeah, we did it. We're, we're now partnering with them. Take a look at it more to come next year. Um, and everything we're talking about is a year away, right? So that's you're already your year two of your new uh, next gen kind of cycle. At that point, it's current gen and it's not even next gen. Yeah, that was actually something, I, a great point. I was about to bring that up as well, is I'm, I'm pretty sure that Discord One straight up says 2022 is when this stuff is going to start kicking off. But yeah, very interesting that we went from, oh, Microsoft is going to drop another $10 billion on on Discord. And surprise, that didn't, that didn't work out. But as it turns out, Microsoft made some news itself this week where they're going after Steam and they're not going after PlayStation as well. So basically, the story is we talked about in the past that Epic Game Store, we've, we've talked about Epic Games versus Steam and how one of the big highlights, if you are, are a game designer to having your game on the Epic Store versus the Steam Store is that Steam takes a 30% cut of all your profits. Epic only takes 12%. Well, Microsoft is doing the same. They're changing their Windows Store to be 12% as well. And that's a pretty massive deal for, for the designers as well. Like It's making the Microsoft Windows Store suddenly an appealing place to, to buy your games. If, or, well, not buy, to sell your games if you're, if you're a, a designer of, of games. And it actually sort of leaked as well that this was planned for the Xbox Store. And if that happened, they would be the only console maker that was taking less than 30% because Sony takes 30% and Nintendo takes 30%. But a Microsoft spokesperson did come out and say, we are not looking into this for the Xbox anymore. It is just for the, the PC. But still, that's a pretty big step. It's a huge step, right? And I and I I don't know if you know this, but one of my friends is actually a CEO of one of the a development company uh, out in San Francisco, uh, develops games as well. So even not talking with him about these kind of things, but talking about deals in general, they're not that lucrative, right? Small indie companies don't make that much money on games unless they get a hit, right? And the main driver here in terms of their revenue or profit sharing that happens, especially on a digital game, is through those ecosystems and those ecosystems take a cut right and the less cut the more money they make the more profit they get obviously that just ends up going back into their bank and they're able to kind of pursue their next level and they pursue their next dream or next project that they're they're working on so i'm all for the reduced reduction of budgets or revenue lines that are coming through gaming specifically on digital because i believe that hard 
hard copies and, and might keep me honest on this one and maybe jump in a correction cul-de-sac at some point on this one. But I think physical copies don't have that big of a cut for the producer. So PlayStation doesn't get a 30% cut on physical copies of a game, but will get 30% on a digital copy of that game. So I think there is a difference between that. So with the shift of game making gaming more digital, the shifting of consoles actually being digital only, clearly you could see that they were lining their pockets. So at some point, the reduction of that cut needs to come down. I think it's a market correction. Definitely. And, and I feel like that if they had done it, like Microsoft doing it on PC, it's big, but it's not as big because somebody else is already doing it and they're doing it to force the hand of Steam. That's what their big move is. But if they were to do it on Xbox, then they're making the big Epic game move here. You know, like it's Sony and Nintendo that need to to catch up to them. And I actually was I, I was listening to someone else talk about this and they basically said that they won't do this on Xbox because they don't need to. They're, the, the, the companies are still bringing their games to every console and there's no incentive to put their t- games with a smaller cut on their end if they're just getting those titles anyway. So that that's interesting that we're probably not going to see that change happen in the console space anytime soon. Yeah, and, and even in the console space, I didn't realize Xbox was getting any games worth playing, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have to. I I don't not a big Xbox guy, but I think really when it comes down to it, any move that provides the benefit to the developer or the creator or the creative person behind it, I'm all for it, right? So if it's a reduced cut on PC, great. I'd actually like, I'd love to see it on console as well. I think that's where if everything is being pushed into a digital space, we need to, it needs to be adjusted. So speaking of things pushed into a digital space, someone trying to get out of that space is Marvel, the Disney film franchise, Marvel. That was a good, that was a good one. Thank that, you. I, this is my radio background. That was professional. I'm just going <laughs> to throw it out, out there. So what has been going on as of late? Obviously, we all know it. we're all home. We're all watching these digital movie premieres instead of going to see movies in the theaters. And I miss the movie theater. I really do. One of my favorite things was going to a movie and enjoying the big cinema sound and the big cinema screens and the popcorn and all that stuff. And it's just not the same at home. I've watched two of the big movie premieres at home. One fared better than the other. I watched Godzilla versus Kong and my son threw a tantrum an hour into the movie. And I had to take an hour long break before I could finish the movie. Really kind of killed the mood of the movie. But the second movie I saw was was Mortal Kombat. I actually I actually did check out Mortal Kombat and we actually did the skip the dishes on the movie theater and got them to deliver popcorn and deliver the big drinks. And and that was I I would say that was a much better experience. We didn't have the the kid wake up in the middle of the movie and, and blow the momentum and just like having the popcorn and the butter and the enormously why is this drink so big? I'm going to have to pee 15 times after drinking this thing. I loved it. It was it was like a nice it was a it was a, a nostalgia hit for something I didn't expect to feel nostalgia for because it was something that I always had. Well, Disney releases promo today for for Marvel that was basically like, "Hey everybody, isn't it going to be great to go back to the movies and see Marvel movies in the cinema again?" And they just dropped a whole bunch of stuff today so not only did they drop release dates for movies that we knew about they dropped release dates for movies we didn't know about as well as new titles and some film from some of those movies as well so let's let's look at some of the the list feel free to cut in with any of these movies that you're like i'm excited to see this this looks stupid Whatever you like. Yeah, I was about to just kind of add on to your your sentiment around uh, the movie theaters, right? Because I miss the movie going to the movies so much, so so much. I think the last movie that I saw was Endgame, and I was by myself. I went to a VIP movie by myself for the first time in 36, 37 years of my life. I never 
went to a movie by myself. And that was the one movie that I was like, I absolutely need to go see this myself only because my son at the time was just born and I was able to escape. Chris will no (laughs) longer be able to do that with two children. (laughs) So really realistically, I think what it comes down to is I'm looking at this list and I'm going through this and I know, okay, Black Widow, we knew was kind of in flux, right? Black Widow was, mm-hmm. we knew it was going to, was supposed to be in the theaters. It got pushed back. I think it's going to be on Disney plus as day and date. So that's the first one that's on this new list. But then realistically, what the ones that I'm looking forward to come actually as of near the end of this year. And as we lead into next year, um, those ones for me were the ones that I am the most excited about and then we can go through mike i don't know if you want to go through the list but we have shang chi which i'm pumped for i think that's going to be a really good interesting story around the mandarin and all of those other pieces that are going to likely tie into potentially bringing daredevil electra and those kind of characters into the mcu now i am a super conspiracy theorist when it comes down to it because i'm like this makes all the sense that they do this because they talked about it in their shows and the hand just makes a perfect fit with the the 10 rings and how do we not do it but but i am interested to see what they do with that one as the more more recent ones so let's go through the list because we knew about shang chi there was actually a trailer for it i think last week and it looks it looks great so Black Widow, July 9th. Like, are we saying yay or nay? Are we going to say yay or nay per movie? Do you want to say if yay or nay? If you want. Yeah, let's I, do it. I'll, I'll just throw this out right now. I'm saying yay to all of these. <laughs> so that's... I am saying nay to one of them. Oh, and okay. When we, well, and when we get there, I will tell you. Okay. One of them, I'm more, not so much a yay, uh, but of a, eh, we'll see. But you convinced me to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. So... Black Widow, July 9th of this year. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's September 3rd of this year. The Eternals, November 5th. And that's my nay. That's my nay. I don't like the Eternal storyline. I'm not a big fan. I feel like I know why they're doing it. That's just the one movie I'm not that pumped on. Okay, because that's my meh. Well, is it? Okay. You got me. Yeah. yeah, it is the same one for me. Because it was funny because... I said to I was talking to Laura actually when the, when this trailer came up earlier today and she's like well what else can they do what else is not already in production or something that they didn't have the rights to until recently that you think that they should have done instead if they didn't do the Eternals and I mean I threw out a few I threw out like New Warriors you know and get some Squirrel Girl action in there people love Squirrel Girl. Maybe give Howard the Duck a second shot. I don't know. <laughs> but like of all of the Marvel characters, the Eternals are the ones that I'm like, I don't really know. Like I, I felt that they would give the Inhumans a second chance before they do an Eternals movie. Yeah, and that's actually where I'm sitting with. I'm just like, it's a shame that the Inhumans are not a second chance movie type opportunity versus what happened with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of story. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, as much as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Inhumans show and things like that, like Cloak and Dagger, are all supposed to be in continuity, are they? <laughs> you know, like, you don't see, you know, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, anybody dropping Cloak and Dagger runaway references, right? They're supposed to be in continuity, but are they? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe one day the, in Fantastic Four 2 or something, Black Bolt shows up again and it's a different actor and no one talks about that other thing <laughs> that happened. Who knows? But speaking of Fantastic Four, we'll get to that. After Eternals in November, it is Spider-Man No Way Home in December. Buckle me in. I am going to see this in the, the theater. Yeah, that's I your will, first. Is that, that going to be your be, first, do you think? or I, I think that will be my first. And you know what? That's roughly my son's fourth birthday. So I have an excuse to go there. Oh, there you go. Go some VIP seats, sit as far yep. away from everyone as you can. And he loves Spider-Man. So I'm going to be like, you want to go see Spider-Man? Let's go. Do it. Do yep. it. I'm, I'm excited for Spider-Man. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is the first 2022 movie. It's March 25th, 2022. Thor, Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. This is one of the new titles that people didn't know about. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022. Now, this one interests me because... What are they going to do? Like, it's obviously very sad that Chadwick Boseman passed away and they weren't ready for it. Because from what I understand, 
he didn't tell anyone. He kept that very close to his to his family. And that's about it. And I remember when he passed, there were a lot of people from the movie, from the original Black Panther, including the director, that were like, we didn't know. Yeah. So I feel like they were making Black Panther 2 not expecting this. And so I, I just... I, I'm curious as to what they're going to do. They also talked about how they're not going to digitally impose or imprint him in the the, the film as well. Where do you go with the story where you have Chikala and he's yeah he's 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 like he's now reign supreme after the first one. He's been at Endgame. Where do you go from there? They've teased in not the spoiler, but any of the Disney Plus shows and things like that. But what happens to Wakanda at this point? And then to just go back into Wakanda forever and not have him there. And how are they going to approach that is what I'm really interested in. I know there's gaps that they could easily talk about. There's the passing of the torch. It could be Suri. There's, there's, I heard that was a, an opportunity that she's going to be taking up. But she's now the Black Panther or the official title for Black Panther and those kind of pieces. But how do you close that storyline gap? Right? He was there. He's powerful. And then he's just gone. And you wouldn't do him justice by saying, oh, he's passed away, right? And because there's, it just doesn't feel right, right? So I think that they've really, they really have a, a predicament with it. I'm happy to see it on the slate. I'm happy to see that they are pushing forward with it. I love the name Wakanda Forever. It just sounds great. But you're right. I don't know where they're going to go. Also, another big change is Captain Marvel 2 is now the Marvels with a, a very interesting S in the logo, November 11th, 2022. Now, this is Captain Marvel, and I'm pretty sure that they've said that Monica Rambeau, who was in WandaVision, and that's where she got her powers, who was also in the original Captain Marvel movie as a different actress because she was a child in that movie, she's also going to show up in, in this. Now, Monica Rambeau was a Captain Marvel in the official comics continuity. So is she a second Captain Marvel? And also, they're making the Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan Disney Plus show. They actually, some set photos leaked of her in costume. She is confirmed to be in this movie as well. So is it going to be like this Marvel family thing that they're doing? Like, I'm very interested to see how they're going to put these three characters who have really been in separate places and stick them together into one cohesive thing. Like maybe Ms. Marvel is going to do a really good job of setting it up and then this will just knock it out of the park. But yeah, this is the other one where it was like, surprise, we changed the title. It's this now. You know? So, so Mike, do you like Ms. Marvel and her storyline? Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel? Ms. Marvel. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. I've, I've never actually read past the first issue of her story that's that's all you need because i think after the first issue i think it's fantastic i love the character i love the how they've developed her um throughout but i think in the first issue they've re- they've set the building blocks for of modern superheroes and i really really like that they're bringing it to the screen and i don't know like how they're going to do it to your point but i think having ms marvel there is going to really bring a different element to the movies and a real juxtaposition to Brie Larson. Right. And I think that's going to be a nice play. Even Monica Rambo, Monica Rambo, right. Yeah. Being within the movie as well. Um, that one to me is probably the most interesting one after love and thunder. Yeah. But I'm also a Thor buff. So what can I do? <laughs> and then following that into the next calendar year, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania, which has got Kang the Conqueror in it. It's so funny when they were like, yeah, the villain of Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 is freaking Kang the Conqueror, <laughs> who's a pretty heavy Avengers villain. I thought he was going to be the Thanos of this phase. That's what I actually thought. I thought that that they were going to build up. Because really, like, there are only so many Thanos-level characters in Marvel that you can go to after Thanos. And I, I still have the theory that it's going to build to Galactus. Give me proper Galactus, please. And I feel like that, I mean, obviously if they're doing the, the, the shared universe, the building blocks are going to be there because there's no date on it, but fantastic four is coming. And Galactus appears for the first time in fantastic four comics. He is defeated by the fantastic four, but, if you're going 
threat level higher than Thanos, there are few in the Marvel Universe bigger than Galactus. Physically bigger than Galactus. <laughs> That's None. also true, yes. Maybe Doctor Doom. Like I'm a I'm a Doctor Doom fan as well, so I think the whole Baron Zemo stuff that was happening in the all the episode all the previous movies and then leading into Disney Plus kind of pieces, yeah, that has me hooked. I feel like there is something there that they're dropping breadcrumbs that Doctor Doom is on his way. I like that. I like Doctor Doom too, and if if he's done correctly. As we've seen in the past, he can be done. In- it's almost impossible to do it correctly, but I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to try. But give me the Herald. I want to see the Herald in one of these movies. I want to see that silver surfboard just glide somewhere and just be like, it's happening. That's, yeah. That would be the next pop that people, I think, really want to see. Yeah. post credit scene and maybe... Guardians 3, which is the next movie on our slate. May 5th, 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, this was supposed to actually come a lot earlier, but James Gunn, or yeah, James Gunn, Sean Gunn, I was about to say Sean Gunn, that's his brother. James Gunn had his little falling out, if you recall, and during his little falling out, he wrote The Suicide Squad, and because he was attached to that, he was like, well, it's going to push back doing Guardians 3 after he was taken off Guardians 3 and then put back on. So this is where Guardians 3 now lands. And it's interesting because I believe Thor was originally supposed to be part of Guardians 3, and he's still supposed to be part of Guardians 3. But the original plan was Guardians 3 was supposed to come out before Thor, and now it's coming out a year later. I mean, we'll see how that that works out, but I'm interested to see more Guardians. I know at some point there's supposed to be a Guardians Christmas special, which I don't know what's going to happen there. I feel like that's just going to be really weird. But there's a lot to be excited for if you're a fan of Marvel at the movies. And this isn't even every movie that they have coming out. There's also Blade. There's the Captain America 4 movie that just got sort of shadow announced after the ending of Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's a few more as well that are escaping me off the top of my head. but. There's a lot to be interested in if you're a Marvel fan at the movie theater. So so my question, what's the one movie that's missing out of this slate that you really want to see other than Galactus and, and those kind of people? But what's that one movie that you're like, man, I wish that was on that list? I know. I know what it is. And it's it's something that we've got it already. We've had it for years. It's X-Men. I want those X-Men in there. I want Wolverine to fight the Hulk. Like that's that's the movie. Where is my Wolverine Hulk movie? <laughs> you know, even if you don't have other X-Men in the movie, that's the movie to have. I feel like we've been denied that too long. And and then there are other interesting mutant characters as well. Like, give me that Magneto movie. You know, <laughs> like there are few more interesting characters than Magneto in the Marvel Universe. Some people are like, oh, he's he's a really good villain. Is he a villain? Depending on who you ask, he's a hero. That's what makes Magneto such an interesting character is to, to the right person. He is the hero. He is and then this, this person over here. He's the villain. Give me my Magneto movie. Give me my Wolverine versus Hulk movie. I want this. I, I want the Deadpool movie. I think that that, Deadpool that's, movie, that is coming. There's a Deadpool yeah. three is coming. Yeah. And that's, and that's the one that for me was standing out here, which don't get me wrong. You bring me an X-Men into this. I'm going to be the mo- second most hyped person in this podcast about X-Men because you would be number one. And I cannot shadow of a doubt, stand up to that level of fandom. But I think Daredevil, uh, Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil for me as well is one of my favorites, but I think Deadpool of the movies that we kind of know are happening not being on this list, I'm just like, what the f***? Because I think realistically, that now pushes us to 2024, maybe 2025 by the time we get Deadpool 3. How old is Ryan Reynolds going to be when that actually happens? Knowing Ryan Reynolds and what they've done with Deadpool in the past, that will be a plot point. He's going to show up in all the, or it's like, it's like two, one scene in every movie and that's his movie. <laughs> they just have a cameo. He's it's got like a cameo his, in every his movie. His cameo is in every movie and he's. Deadpool's the, the new Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be fun. Very young character as well. And that's, what's going to get you back in the theaters and probably a lot of other people too. Well, this would be the point that I'd normally go into the outro, but. I mean, I feel like I should go a little above and beyond and say thank you for joining me because you're the first guest dad 
we've ever had on the show. And I think you did a really good job. Awesome. Thank you so much. You know what? I I was nervous, extremely nervous. I've I've talked to you in front of a, a thousand, like not a thousand people, but maybe like 50 to 100 people before. And this morning I felt more nervous about this podcast than I did for that conference and, and talk that I did. So I think it was just, I didn't want to let Chris down. After mm-hmm. all the shenanigans he was mentioning in last week's episode, I, I did not want to let him down. So hopefully I, I done, I've done him proud. I've done you proud. I've done all the other third dads out there who are relating to you, uh, you two as you tell your stories and, and kind of make us relive those moments, even with our own children, right? Um, my, my son's older than both of yours, your sons. And as you went through your, your journey, it reminded me of my journey. And I think uh, that was one of the one pieces that have always uh, kind of made me come back for more that. And I'm, I'm friends with you, Mike. So <laughs> I think that's part of the territory. So I just want to say thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we'll have you back again someday, like Frosty the Snowman. I don't know why I thought of Frosty the Snowman. It's just the way I said, well, you'll be back again someday. Maybe one day. Maybe it'll take another 134 episodes for me to re- now reappear in voice style versus email. Well, hey, you never know because I. I'm probably going to be disappearing not too far into the future because I will be moving. We'll see. Maybe Chris liked this episode so much that he gives you the, the tip of the hat and he brings you back. And maybe he just uses his brother. I don't know. But <laughs> we'll Which either or. And you know what? Uh, uh, to be honest, I would have a whole bunch of curling terms that I was going to say throughout the podcast. I just couldn't fit any like outspin and inspin into <laughs> – <laughs> into any context. So uh, know that I tried, Chris. I tried to keep that curling dream alive. Just just throw a bunch out right now. You did the in-spin. Just toss a few. Oh, no, the, now, now I'm, I've already closed the form. I, I oh, closed I my see. doc. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that note, that will do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us or let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong in an attempt to get yourself on the show someday, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Nikolai. And we'll talk to you again as soon. I was wondering if you were going to go into that giant list of names. Oh, no, I only wanted to do that once, really, just to throw you off on the on the intro, because I thought you were just be like, what the hell is going on? What is going on here? Why is he still talking? There was a point when I was like, how long into the show is it before Nikolai hijacks it? And it was pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, how can I make my mark? Here it is (laughs) right at the start. I'm shooting my shot. (laughs) Um, This this may not happen again. It's like the Eminem song. (laughs) There you go. Mom's spaghetti. I had spaghetti today.